this is your business. You're your own brand. Build your brand. Um, look at all the tools available to you. We didn't have those, you know, really. Uh, your brand was getting referrals. Uh, I remember you know, being one of the first guys to, to take their pictures and, and keep them on file. And uh, But now you have... You can have your own Facebook page, you can have your own blog, you can have your own content. Um, talk about what you're interested in, whatever you're interested in, people will engage with you. Good evening and welcome to the After Hours with Jay podcast, the place for cold brews and hot automotive strategies. Tonight, Jason is hanging out with Dwayne Green of Cox Automotive. These two veterans in the business will share how you can reach your audience with today's tools and technology. Settle down with a fresh one and get ready to improve your game with your late night host, Jason Harris. But first, a message from our sponsor. Sales, marketing, automotive. Jason Harris has done it all. This is the After Hours with Jason podcast. After Hours with Jason podcast is sponsored by DDS Beer Club. Beer specifically crafted for hardworking sales professionals. Find out more at ddsbeerclub.ca. All right, um, Dwayne, thank you so much for taking the time yep. to come jam with me tonight. I'm really looking forward to doing this with yep. you. I think what you're doing right now and what you with Cox Automotive and what Cox Automotive is doing and how you're supporting that product and the digital retailing is super excite is super exciting. So having you here to kind of discuss that, you know, is, is great. So I'm really looking forward to deep diving into this conversation. For for everybody out here that doesn't know who you are, Dwayne, and sure. a lot of people do. You've been <laughs> it's this is not your first rodeo, you know, no. you've been in the industry for a long time. But can you give us kind of that two minute origin story that is that is Dwayne? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I uh Always had an affinity for sales and marketing, and I was uh, enrolled to go into marketing in the college uh, university. Uh, and during high school, I, I got into a business where I got an answering service, driving school, uh, rent a car uh, out of the head office franchise while I was doing the elevator in the building, and started taking on extra roles and making extra money. Then I bought the place, and yeah. before I got into uh, college, I had uh, started leasing cars to all their franchisees. Uh, had a sweet deal with Nissan where we got tons of program money so I could put these cars out for three months to the driving schools and uh, a Chrysler dealer came to me and said hey I'd like you to sell me your thing we have a new Chrysler daily rental plan and we're gonna get your sales license and you're gonna start selling cars and <laughs> I said well who's gonna listen to an 18 year old and he says trust me they will love you you know I've been in my father's business since I was a kid and people want you to succeed you're gonna do well and I never look back you know so that's, that's how I got into the car business. And after 20 years or so in management <laughs> and winning all kinds of sales awards and management awards and that, I thought I'd like to do my own because mm -hmm. uh, I really wanted to get into the new things that were changing, sure. SEO and, and websites and marketing. I built my own appraisal system so it would generate a check to the, the dealers that were on my system and they would get a, a vehicle, uh, whether they wanted to keep it or sell it. They had a firm check writing number, sure. and uh, away we went. I had college students working on the website and doing, helping fill in the data for the appraisals, and eventually wanted to see a deeper dive, and that's where I got into Cox and Dealer Track. Yeah, well, it's amazing what's going on with Cox. I mean, just just following them over the last seven years. I mean, I, it's just what are they not buying really? Um, <laughs> And, and, and I love the recent move into Canada. I mean, not that they sure. haven't been in Canada. It's yeah. just now they've kind of really opened up a lot of their products and their solutions. I mean, I've been a dealer.com. I was a dealer.com user, what, 18 years ago? Yeah. You know, I mean, so I really got to watch, you know, that product develop over the years and become this amazingly successful company that it is today. And Cox bought that. When did they buy that? Was it a few years ago that they purchased yeah. that? Yeah, probably. You know? Three and a half, four, yeah. So it's it's super cool to see them kind of roll into the space, you know, and, and really kind of develop out their website platform, which which uh, which I think is awesome. They I will say they did snag a couple of my employees. <laughs> yeah, Wasn't well, necessarily a bad business, thing, right? you know. <laughs> that's, um, that's what that's what happens when you when you take yeah. graphic designers and teach them how to work multiple you know CMS systems. Yep. Yeah. The dealer.com solution being one, They're like, oh, yeah. wait a second, you've already been playing in the system for a couple of years and you live in Canada? Yeah. Here's a job. But hey, it's, um, it speaks to you because, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that I hired when I had my own place, I mentored are, are high up in Kijiji. Uh, I had syndicators and, and uh, web developers and 
every one of those kids, uh, you know, I feel like I mentored them and, and they went on to Oh, yeah, I'm excited. So, I'm yeah. super excited to see, you know, what they're doing and how they're going to progress within, you know, within Cox Automotive. So yeah. I, I, I think I think it's awesome. And, yeah. and really, at the end of the day, you know, my goal and objective is always to provide as much value as possible can, you know, to the dealers. And look, if, you know, the guys that I got to mentor, I got to train, they get to do that. I think that's totally yeah. awesome. You know, I, I think that's part of Cox's success is I think they, they want to work with the dealer. I mean, there's a lot of places that are very one-sided. Uh, they yes. don't play well in the sandbox with others. Uh, you know, if, if you use an outside uh, integration or uh, an outside platform, you can't use it on our our platform, and yeah. that's not the way they play. Although they, they have their their fingers in a lot of things, you know, auctions and, and uh, now the, the finance and that. Um, they're willing to integrate with just about anybody. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, the, yeah. just, I know that we're kind of taking a different direction here, but just even yeah. like um, data policies within website platforms. Yeah. You know, I, I, I cringe sometimes when I read certain website providers' data policies. It's it's yeah. kind of disgusting, honestly. Yeah, they own your you know, data and it's it, not right. Exactly. And that's just never been kind of Cox's thing. You know, yeah. it's just... And they're willing, they they want the dealerships to succeed. And if they're not going to let something as silly as a data feed hold them back. So I think it's awesome that they're in full force now in Canada. I'm super, super excited to see what they do and how they move forward. In fact, that's actually one of the reasons that we're kind of here today is because we're talking about you know, a product that has been in development for a while. It's it's not that it's a new product. It's been something that they've been working for a while. And um, I know there's some new exciting tools to it. There's been some new features added to it. Really, what we're talking about is digital retailing. Exactly. Yep. And I think before we get into that, and I know it's because it's getting to the point now where digital retailing is kind of a buzzword. That's right. That's all you heard at Nada, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, everybody. Um, everybody yeah, had some type of digital market. retailing. For for the audience out there, can you define what digital retailing is in your in, in your words? Yeah. I think digital re- retailing in, in its truest form is being able to do a complete car purchase online. Mm-hmm. I don't think Canada is ready to digest that pill. Um but I think people, and, and I can go through all kinds of stats from Cox surveys, but I think it's common sense to know that people want to do stuff online. They don't want to spend hours and hours in a dealership. Uh, our studies show us that people want to visit the dealer, but they want to save time there. They don't want to spend all day, and, and so we can save them about 90 minutes of the process. They can look at now at, at our uh, finance protection packages. They can see up-to-date lease rates, rebates, incentives. Um, so they have all the tools the dealer have. I mean, you can actually yes. desk it at your, at your desk using your website. Uh, and they can get stuff done, and then they can come into the dealership and spend time trusting you as an advisor that their research is, is correct, learn about the dealership, where they're going to service the vehicle, build relationship, mm-hmm. test drive the car. 89% of people aren't happy with the current process, yet... 75% of them still want to do their final transactions, test drive, trade appraisals at the dealership. And I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I think what's key is that you, the key word here was process. Yeah. What dealerships need to understand, and, and, and I've uh, had the opportunity to do podcasts with multiple digital retailing companies, yeah. and at, at the core, what it is, it's a process. Yeah. And, and the tech, the tool, is a means to measure the effectiveness of these processes. And that's the only way I've ever seen it be successful. Yeah. Now, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that's looking at digital retailing and they're saying, oh, well, this is just a fad. This is going to go away. Well, you know, I heard the same thing. People say that about the Internet. I've heard the same thing people said about, you know, Internet lead leads. Yeah. I heard the same thing people say about websites. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember... All right, when my dealership got their website, yep. all right, we literally bought nine different billboards around town, took full-page ads out in the paper just to tell people yep. that they can now shop online 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year at www.da-da-da-da-da, right? Yep. And, and so I, I know a lot of people are going, well, no, no one's going to buy it. And this is saying it's so ridiculous and so far. Look. When we were talking about dealerships having a website, they were saying the exact same sure. damn words. I remember, it, you know, because I've been doing it for 30 years, and I can remember 25 years ago, 20 years ago, and people starting to say, it's coming, and the dealership's going to be over. And obviously, I'm dealer-centric because, hey, I've lived half my life in the dealership environment, so I love it. Dealers are great people, mm-hmm. you know, even though we've got a bad reputation over the years, and, and sometimes rightly so, but... They do a lot of nice stuff in the community, 
And a, a properly run dealership is a pleasure to be in. Oh, 100%. I mean, their coffee machines are fantastic now. <laughs> Some are. <laughs> Some are. I was, I was at a dealership the other day. <laughs> I'm not going to say who. Yeah. All right. But I was at a dealership the other day. I had a small little personal Keurig. <laughs> oh, geez. That didn't look like it had been yeah. washed in three years. Yeah. So I just kind of went. Well, I mean, mm, when we started, we had the old machines that you, you had to put your quarter in or whatever, and the powder you would You know come what? I and... wonder when that, because I actually remember that being a cool thing yeah. as a salesperson. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you knew you were a salesperson because when you walk around, you could hear the jingle in your pocket. Yeah. And it's because you always carried a handful of quarters with you. Sure. Exactly. So that you could buy... <laughs> yeah. So you could buy, you know, and, sure. and I was talking to a dealership the other day. I was like, it's a process that I think we've kind of forgotten. And I think yeah. it's a process that we should get back to yeah. is that uh, dealerships out there, we, uh, I would really recommend this, is to turn that function back on mm-hmm. where you have to pay for your coffee. So you know, committed to them. And, and what it is is the salespeople, because what it is, I know, I know it's just a quarter, yeah. or but now, it's, it's a yeah. token. It's yeah. just like, let me do this for you. Yep. There's a psychological thing that goes with the customer sure. when you physically buy them a coffee. You yeah. haven't asked for anything yet up to this point. You've only given them something yep. of it's small value, but it's just you're in a giving position. So it's just like the web now. It's give content, give. It, that's what I'm saying. So we're kind of getting yep. back to that. We're, yep. It's just it's that I agree. It's, it's that ability to be able to give somebody information. Or yep. In the old days, it was it was a coffee. Yeah. You know, just being able to hand that over to them and say sure. like, this is something that cost me money, yep. and I'm, but I'm going to hand this to yep. you. My big thing was was washing their car. You know, and and uh, you know, I'd be in a suit and tie, and they'd see me out there washing their car, and 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 sweating and come back in and now I'm going to get your car praised sir and they think geez this guy's really working for my business yeah you know and so you gave and that set you apart from from some of the other salespeople. you know now, is this me just being nostalgic or when the hell did that stop well why some like of, I mean, some I, have automated car watches, well, I know, but, but I mean, but, but how many cars? I mean, I yeah. honestly want to know. Now, look, guys, you may be a salesperson out there, and you're shaking your head like, "Oh shit, Jason, <laughs> I'll wash someone's car." Well, then, good. Okay, you're not you're not on my list right now. Yeah. But I'm talking about all the people out there that don't. I mean, yeah. it's just like that's how we did it. Yeah, sure. You know, it's just like when I first started selling cars. It was the same as you. It was all about how much value you could bring sure. to the, to the client. You got to work for their business, and and your job was to work not the manager as much as your customer so if you could get them more money for their trade and and you could you know kind of broker the deal and and do something special for the for the customer you were in their business and uh, you know things really things change but they don't no it, it, they really don't right i mean at the end of the day it's all about just providing more value yeah it, it, it when we started, it was a quarter for a coffee and hand washing a customer's car before we did an appraisal, yep. you know, right? And making sure they saw so, you know, it's yeah. just like, you know, that that was that was our game. That was that was our stick. You know, now we do it through the form of technology. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where digital retailing can kind of come in. Sure. Is that is that we're giving that value. Yeah. Listen, uh, you know, if you wouldn't send your salespeople out and say, Hi, can I help you? Because the customer is going to say, no, not right now. And they're going to walk away. Yep. So if we introduce digital retailing and a customer sits at home and spends the time in their living room doing their homework and checking out the incentives and the lease rates compared to buy and seeing your actual inventory and being promised that they'll save 90 minutes in the dealership. And it will. When, legitimately, it will. Oh, they will. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, and it's a great experience because now you can get in and bond with your salesperson, see where you're going to service your car, tour the facilities, drive the car. Um, and and validate millennials have to validate what they what they learn online. Sure, of course. So if if they come in and the experience isn't what they were promised, they don't say anything anymore. Where the, the old days they would argue with you and say, hey, what about? They just say thank you, and they leave. And they walk. They walk. One hundred percent. So when they come in, you can't go up and say, you know, hi, you know, what particular car you're looking at today, and you, you've got to kind of change your your format and you know how, where are you in your process? Have you started online? I see, that's the key. Can I pick it up? From that's there from that's being a customer centric, yeah. audience specific approach, right? Exactly. It's like you do, we do, we don't know where they are. They yeah. they could still be shopping. They still could be researching. They could be fully on the yeah. buying mode. Yeah. Depending on how far they took that process in there, will kind of indicate that's the case. Sure. I'm gonna throw something out there. I know I'm gonna yeah. get some slack for saying this, sure. but I'm just gonna say the Foursquare is dead. Yeah. Let's bury that fucker. Yeah. Let's put it away. Yeah. Let's slap a tombstone on it and say thank you. You've done your job. Yeah. But it's now to time to put you to pasture. That's right. You know. Now I can tell you this. <laughs> um, 
it had its time and place. It did. And, and, and it wasn't, obviously we sold a lot of cars with that, yeah, right? We did. And it was revolutionary when it came out, I remember. <laughs> we got four squares. But now with, with desking products and, and digital retailing, I mean, we can show them six payments in, in a matter of two seconds and they can compare that lease to buy, to purchase. So the process isn't dead, it's the time it took. So I used to have to go into my manager's office or mm -hmm. my salesman would come into my office and I would have to calculate all these things. And if any one parameter changed, I had to go back and calculate all these again. How many so, times it errors? I mean, I remember oh. I remember going back to my boss and saying, boss, 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 I got the deal, I got the deal. Here's a credit card, here's a credit yeah. card. And he'd look at me and go, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, you're going to know, yeah. go need to go get an $1,800 bump yeah. because I didn't include this trim package yeah. in it. You know, it just it eliminates so many of those little errors and all that extra time and just... Sure. Yeah. And, and listen, people believe what they see in print and... and you know, our smiley faces with, I need another $500 isn't cutting it, right? Can you, you know, you're a <laughs> oh, yeah. permanent marker. Oh, I can write everything God, upside I down. Had this, <laughs> I had this manager one time. I swear he was dyslexic. Yeah. You know, and how the hell he got the position of, like, writing numbers. I couldn't even freaking read what the hell the no. I remember getting a deal done yeah. probably, like, $40 more than, than what I thought it was because I couldn't read the damn numbers Ew. on the page. You know, and it's just... Yeah. But no, yeah, it, I mean, it's true. And, and, but how transparent is it? How can we trust that? That's not the way that at one point in time the written word had it held value and yeah. trust. There was something with it. Yeah. Now that's not that's not the tech that we trust. We we, we trust what we see online. That's right. right? If we can build that right. price online and then we come into the dealership and that price didn't change anything, instant transparency. And that's where Cox is strong because we have Obviously, with dealer track, we have the data. We, you know, we have relationships with a lot of the lenders, well, most lenders, but even with a lot of OEMs now. So we get the incentives, and we know what what rebate they can have, and and what rate they can have, and if they switch from a buy to a lease, it takes all that, you know, ability to make an error, it takes it out of the equation. So for the customers, it, it's very important for us to make sure that the dealer doesn't look bad. Like you say, if the guy come back. And you, and you start backpedaling, and I've been there. I've seen that. I was in a dealership this morning. It literally happened. Yeah. I, I was in a Today, dealership yeah. <laughs> this morning yeah. with a manager. Yeah. All right, and they had worked a deal, kind of in communication efforts. All right, and then he came back and he looked at it and goes, "Oh shit, that's an SE." Oh, like <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Hopefully, he had a trade he could bury himself in. <laughs> you know, so, so all of a sudden he was completely done with this deal, and then he had to find an extra two grand because it, the, he just accidentally clicked the wrong, the the wrong thing. It, it was happen. just in, in the new because his program changed today. The new programs had you know, so it, yeah. it happens, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you always have disclaimers for that kind of stuff, um, but yeah, it's dangerous. And and once you tell people that, I mean, look at websites now. If you have a miscalculation on your website with Onvik involved, and the customer comes in, there's a good chance you're eating it. Yes. You know, so um, rightly so it, to to some degree. I mean, it's, it's everything is on the dealer now, but um, if we can eliminate it through technology, all the better. No, I think there are so many benefits to digital retailing. Um, uh, one of them being from a liability perspective. I yeah. think there's a there, just that and alone that in itself from a dealer principal's perspective. I'd be my ears pierced. Yeah. You mean there's a consistent, you know, we don't mess this up, transparency type process, you know. And yeah. so that's one. You know, yeah. a, a, another benefit that I see is obviously the, the process that it brings and the way to measure out that process. Sure. Yeah. Look, it's very customer centric. I mean, the amount of time it saves at the dealership for my staff. But also the amount of time it saves for the customer. Now it actually gives my staff the time to focus on what the user experience is. That's right. You know, and, and I can really develop out something that's very unique to them. And then in addition to that is the branding opportunity. Yep. Like I said, at one point in time, like we actually advertised that we had a website. That was a branding statement. You know, look at us. Yeah. Look <laughs> we got a website. Sure. And, you know, it there's that was only that was only for the early adopters. Yeah. You know, and then now everybody's got a website. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine opening a dealership right now without a website? No, but but it's amazing how many people don't make it their their sole concentration. I mean, when I opened my own place, my big thing was I didn't want to give a certain syndicator all my money. Sure. So I worked nonstop on SEO, and I had college kids in at night, and I would run it through different site uh, proofers and and editors. 
and I, oh, you got to change this meta tag, and oh, you got to change, you got to optimize this, and you know, we need to geofence, and we need to do this. Now you have you know bots and and uh, you know chat, and and there's just so many things that they need to concentrate yeah. on, and. Honestly, dealers don't have the time. I mean, as managers, it used to be you had a used car manager, assistant used car manager, all these different people. And and when things got bad in, in you know the mid two thousands there, it whittled down and now these guys are wearing three and four hats. So yes. you know, I'm a used car manager, but I also cover the desk and I've been a desking guy and you know, oh here comes the advertising guy and I gotta make sure my online guy is on on point and you know. You're going, going, going. So it's the more that we can make it easier for the dealer, the better off they are. And and we're learning a lot even since we brought up the digital thing. It's it's a great tool, but that's not the when you talk about process. If you don't have the process involved and there's not some training and you don't do a good job telling the story, the tool doesn't work. If I'm a carpenter and I have a, a hammer and, and I leave it in the car. Well, it's not going to do me any good. A tool is only as good as how well the individual uses that's it. it. That, that's just the yeah. bottom line, yeah. right? So I would be, here's the message that I'm really pushing out there for sure. dealerships yep. is, is we need to spend more time in not identifying tools as much as we need to spend time identifying processes and then work backwards towards the tools to ensure that the tools support the processes that we're putting in place. Exactly. We just don't spend enough time there. We just, we expect these tools to come in and be these these magic diet pills, these quick fixes, bullshit, and it's not, not. you know, it's, we have to set the stage and then we work back towards technology to support what we're trying to achieve. And and we're looking for for new ways for the dealers to do it all the time. What what I do now um, is I'll mystery shop them. So I'll go on and and I'll I'll fill out part of the pre-qualification on digital retail and I'll see what comes back. I have some messages come back in text that are basically saying, how can I help you? You know? you wouldn't do it on the floor, but you're doing it in, in your responses. I've got other guys that have a nice video. It comes right from the BDC department. The guy mm-hmm. says, hey, I don't know where you are in your process. There's a fine line between harassing you and helping you. Uh, and they introduce a tool. Yeah. Maybe you'd like to start here. And, you know, that's showing transparency. That's enabling them. That's empowering them. And it's a little different message than everyone else. And they do really well. That's a, that's a good way to really utilize and bring the tool into a specific process. So um, this is new for a lot of dealerships. Yep. A lot of dealerships are still learning about digital retailing. They're yep. still you know, in their heads playing out the pros and the cons. Okay, You've had some dealerships that have already started to embrace this and oh, some yeah. of them really be successful with yep. it. What does it look like right now at yep. this moment for a dealership to be successful with digital retailing? They have to engage. I mean, right on your homepage, this is what you do, right? Mm-hmm. The dealerships don't do as good a job as the OEMs do branding themselves. So they'll get that top banner and they'll have, let's say, whatever whatever model they're in. Let's say they're, uh, I hate to even ask, hit an OEM, but if they're a particular OEM, they provide you with great banners and sliders for the top. But it's the same message every single That's dealership. That's right. It's, it's red tag days right now for Toyota. Sure. Every single Toyota site you go to, the first thing you're going to see, yep. it's the same bloody message. Yep. And they know you're a Toyota dealership. And, and they may be shopping three Toyota dealerships. And if you all look the same, what what differentiates you from the others? So 100%. the other thing is, it, you know, it goes back to telling the story. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, the best deal that you can make is your own deal. You know, use the tool. Simple. Uh, and you don't have to oversell it. You just have to let them know it's available. And they'll use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people go with multiple features. And because that tool is... Uh, kind of connected to a vehicle description page or VDP. Once they click on one or two specials, they're into it and they're going, hey, this is great. Now mm-hmm. I can compare. Can I afford that? You know, or can I afford that? I don't think we want to push payment because I think it gets away from our own identity and, and why people come to us. Sure. But I think people still budget and, and buy on payment. So give them the tool. No, I, I think the tool, what does, like you said, it creates engagement. Yeah. <sighs> We're really bad, by the way, engaging. Like, yeah. I just, I mean, dealerships in general, I, I, I try not to get too negative on these things, but the, the yeah. bottom line is just, we are. Yeah. Generally, as an industry, we're yeah. very bad yeah. with engaging. Now, there's some dealerships out there that you, that they're crushing it. So, no. guys, just stick your fingers in your ear right now. You're cool, okay? All right? But but for the dealerships out there that really don't understand what it means to engage with the customer, yeah. it, is they just don't, that's, 
they want to go straight to the appointment phase. It's like, right. you know, do you remember, I mean, I remember being, being trained is that there's this courtship period. Like, yep. like you know, we don't, we don't just try to put a ring on the finger. Like, we no. actually try to court Listen, the I customer and develop out a, a rapport and engage with them yeah. and have a fucking conversation yeah. before we try to shove a forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars product down their floor. This might be a crude analogy, but I remember back in '79, one of my first managers said to me, "Listen, would you pick up a girl and just say, hey, 'Hey, I'd like to go parking,' and 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 you know." <laughs> You wouldn't. And, and no, no, like, you know, no. there's got to be some courtship. And and the strongest salesmen I, I've worked with, and I've worked with some of the best, they are able to build rapport like that. And, I, I, I agree with you. I think yep. when you look at patterns of success, yep. all right, the most successful you know salespeople I've seen are they almost instantaneously know yep. how to do that. Yeah. And some of them are naturals, whether it's body language, whether it's the way they come off or, or just their ability to pick up on key things and run with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's got to be part of your process too. I mean, you can't just rush to the payment and, and like you say, you know, stick the ring on the finger. You have to have some courtship and you have to build rapport and, and, and not just for yourself, but for your dealership. Yeah. Why wouldn't you walk them through your service department, show them around, introduce them to some people, let them see where they're going to come to service their car and, and feel at home. So I and mean, that's a great place where digital retailing can also support the efforts. Sure. It's engaging. It yep. is is creating that rapport. It gives them an opportunity. Yep. It's like the leads come in and our first buddy question out is when would you like to get married? Yeah. You know, I mean that's a little I mean, you secret shop a bunch of dealerships. Yep. Like it's yep. a little embarrassing, yep. you know. We don't do that at the dealership, but for some reason we decide to do that behind a computer just no. immediately go to it. Digital retailing gives us an opportunity to say, let's start. Yep. Let's let's start here. Let's go on our first date. Yep. Take take this product for a ride, all right, and kind of see how far you get along, sure. knowing that I'm going to be here to support you. Yep. Listen, I, I know everyone talks about the caravanas and that. And I, I just drove down to Florida, and I, I know it was nighttime, but it looked pretty lonely there. <laughs> you know, I don't think people are ready to, and, and we've done all kinds of surveys, and, uh, and other digital retailers have. They're not ready to push a button and buy. Um, a very so, small percentage is. Yeah, very small. But let's start building out. Let's yeah. be prepared. Yeah. You know, let's not be the, uh, you know, the typical dealership you know, mentality of being uh, uh, reactive. Let's be proactive. Yeah. Let's start talking about what that looks like and what tools would be required to do that if we get to that stage. Yeah. And then that's where marketing comes. I mean, dealers, I can tell you, this is the most significant year for digital retailing, mm-hmm. you know, in history. Everyone's engaging it. It's whether you've got the courage to do it, the creativity to do it properly, and those who get into it now and, and do it well will be that much further ahead. And I think you've got to look at, and this is your department, marketing ways to tell the message. You know, we can, we can tag that digital tool to all kinds of marketing uh, campaigns and, and processes that describe it very quickly. Well, we have to bring value. See, yep. you understand. So when dealerships, way back in the day, yep. just started to get their websites. Yep. And for a period there, for a good 24 months, you know, only maybe even a third of dealerships actually had websites. Okay. Yep. Well, that magic 30%, 30 some odd percent, all right, they had the opportunity to say that we value you as a customer, that we give you now the opportunity to shop us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Right, they're, they're, they're providing value. It was like, sure. whoa, yeah. check out this dealership. Yeah. I can go online and check out their stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was very crude back then. I mean, oh, even inventory. We didn't even have live uh, inventory I, then. I, I, sat you know on some, I sat on some boards for for um, some major websites mm-hmm. in the area that, that uh, because we were one of the first ones to really start digital and, and taking pictures and, and loading on sites, they would come and say, like, how, how do we get people to do this? Because dealers wouldn't do it yeah and and a lot of it was well you know you had an older used car guy that had been at it forever you got a the typical bottle in the thing and having a huge roll of decks yeah <laughs> and uh, and they weren't gonna get into the digital concept nope. and that's why that you know they started doing shoots at, at your dealership yep. and uh, you know they wanted to know how long will it take and what, what what's the average time it takes to do it and how do we convince dealers to do this and and so things evolve there were a lot of people that, that fought it. Yeah. They're like, I'm not going to invest my money in there. I'm not going to spend someone. And back then, capture was expensive. Like, yeah. It was not cheap. Yeah. 
But your dad you know? was yours. But your dad was yours. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Here it is on a floppy disk. Send it wherever you want. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that's very true. Oh, God, how much we've changed. Um, but we had to buy into the value that that brought to the consumer, right? Yeah. Being able to put that inventory up there, being able to put those pictures up there, yeah. you know, it brought value to the consumer in their purchasing decision. It's this. It's no different than the dealerships out there that are the early adopters. We're talking early adopters because I still think there's an opportunity here for early adopters. Oh, yeah. Is that is that branding opportunity yeah. to say that you know it, it's no different than you know when we first put on our websites. It's no different when we first put up live inventory. It's it's now to say you know we you can actually do the entire if you really wanted to. Yeah. You could do the entire purchase online. Yep. If you wanted to. Come in and sign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you can do sure. just the coming and sign process. And, and as a trainer and per, a performance manager, I take a personal that I know if the process doesn't come from the top down. So if our sales department yeah. goes into a dealership and says you got to get this, and somebody buys it, and the team isn't on board, and the process isn't going from the top down and right to the sales floor, I know there's a good chance that they might not succeed. If if their leads um, aren't being monitored, if our, our leads go right into their dealer track portal. Mm-hmm. If F&I isn't pulling these out and, and if they don't have a process to send these out to their BDC or every dealer is different, but if I don't commit to making sure that they're successful and they have a process, then they will fail. Oh, no, and, 100%. Yeah. And, and I, you've been in a lot of dealerships, yeah. I mean, a lot. So yeah. you've started to see patterns yeah. that within successful dealerships and patterns in not so successful dealerships. Sure. What would you say, I'm just curious, because I ask everybody this question, right? You know, what would you say that you've identified as being a consistent thing that exists at successful dealerships? Top-down influence. Ah, There has to be a vision, there has to be a process, and it has to be enforced. Listen, salesmen will always take the easiest route, and, sure. and not just the easiest. I mean, just picture that you're, you've been in the business for whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. You learn on a certain um, platform that mm-hmm. you best deals on. You have a certain accounting process. You have a certain service tool. You have, and, and you get used to it. Mm-hmm. And now you're busy as heck. You're, you're there on a Saturday. You've got eight, nine deals together. And all of a sudden, hey, listen, we're going to change your um, desking platform. We're going to change your process. We've changed your website. We're going to change your service mining tool. We're going to change this. We're going to change that. And then there's pushback. Yep. Now, if I allow everyone to just go off, you know, willy-nilly, then you're, you're bound to fail. Sure. If they come in and say, listen, this is where we're going. This is why. We think we need a CRM. We think we need a digital tool. Because if we don't, we're not going to exist in three years. Well, if you define the process. Yep. So, it, and I think that's what's key is that I, I find that we, we're attracted to shiny things. Yeah, sure. So, you know, what ends up, and I consult with a lot of dealerships. I get to work with a lot of dealerships. And, and one of our first part of onboarding a dealership is really deep diving into, you know, what they're using, what they're not using, what their processes are, what yeah. their branding opportunities are, so on and so forth. So we can really develop out some strong marketing strategies. I am dumbfounded by how many tools out there are being paid for on a regular basis and not freaking used, exactly. right? And, and this is why dealers get gun shy. Is all of a sudden, oh, there's a new guy in town and he's saying I gotta have this. Well, you know what? <laughs> there was 10 other guys that told me I had to spend all this money. Nobody used it and I didn't get the value out of it. Yeah. So if you can show them the process and if they can enforce the process from, the, the thing that baffles me is how someone in a dealership can decide after a dealer principal has decided to commit a bunch of dollars to launching a product and keeping a product that they can decide, no, I'm not going to use it. I don't... (laughs) Okay, so it's not just me. Then I see the same thing. (laughs) That's the the WTF moment for me. Because I'm like, what are you talking about? Is your name on the dar? (laughs) Your dealer principal literally gave you direction as far as what... And then you decide that... Why do we do that? And there's a fair look. There's some dealerships that aren't out there, so yeah. let's, let's give them their no, fair no, shake. No, there's, there's dealerships that aren't there. There's lots of them out there, but then there's a good chunk of them that somehow are managed by like the dealerships' efforts and processes are managed by people that have no skin in the game. Why do some top salesmen get away with murder? It's because they're producing, okay. and you don't want to rock the boat, and you think you got talent, but down the road it costs you money. 
Yeah. And and so if you get a strong guy, and and I've seen people, you know, eat other salesmen's lunch, and literally, you know, they hire a new guy with potential, and they'll go in the fridge and eat the guy's lunch and drive him out. You know, yep. hide hide the keys, or you know, hot trade comes in and. And, and make it impossible for other people to come on the floor and every customer is theirs. It's the same principle. Um, if you allow someone to dictate the process, uh, I've been in dealers where they say, listen, we've committed to a, to a CRM and, and a, a process or, or a digital tool or an inventory tool, and they say, um, you've got 30 days and you jump on board or you leave because we believe this is essential to our, our dealership surviving mm-hmm. in today's market. And you have to make it clear. And if you do, it's just like your gym teacher in high school. You know, he made it very clear. He wasn't like maybe your French teacher was kind of wishy-washy. You knew if you crossed that line, he was going to put you against the wall or something. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. But, but, literally, but, but, but it's but, true, though. There are, I would agree with you. Yeah. I've had the opportunity to be in a lot of dealerships. Yep. And, and one of uh, the, the key factors, I think, of, of some of the ones I've seen to be very successful is this, it's my way or kind of the highway mentality yeah. of like, here's how it's going to go down. Yeah. Here's how our process is going to be with each client, all the way down to the way you answer the phone, yeah. to the mean and great. Okay, so I've used this one a couple times yeah. before. You've been in the business to, to remember this. I worked, my first job at a dealership, you had to do a meet and greet verbatim. Yeah. If you could not do the meet and yep. greet verbatim, yep. you were not able to sell cars that yep. day. You went home. Yep. Yep. I don't think we could get away with that today because of the labor <laughs> laws, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's what it was. It was yeah. like go home. Yeah. You you weren't able to yeah. do it, go home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and there was a reason why we had and now at first, now now I'm older and I yeah. can, I can appreciate yeah. it. At that point in time I thought my man my sales manager was just a dick yeah. you know <laughs> but good, but. but what i realized is that he was creating consistency in a process, process. you go to mcdonald's they all look the same you have to Would have you a like consistency <laughs> yeah but that's the upsell part and that, that's where you get the menu selling but people want to go in and get a consistent you know i, I just drove down to, to florida i was telling you last week mm-hmm. and i want to know if i stop at a wendy's on the way that i'm going to be able to go in and get you know that Frosty and, and whatever I want. And it's because it's the exact same. Yeah. And for salespeople that are starting, like he says, you might might think your sales manager doesn't know what he's talking about or, or your dealer principal. But dealer principals didn't get where they are by not being smart and yeah. not being good at what they're doing. There's so much money invested and there's so much time. Listen and learn. When I started, um, you know, they're giving you business cards. They're giving you a phone. They're giving you a desk. They're giving you paying your rent, paying your heat giving you product, bringing leads in. We didn't have the lead tools that they have now. No. And, and CRMs that say, here's your calling, day. I actually calling people out yeah. of a phone book. Sure, here's your like, phone like book. I tell people that, when and they think I'm crazy. They did it all the time. Here's your phone book. When you get so many deals, then we'll talk about going on the floor. And, yeah. and lots of salespeople started that way. But imagine now when you come in and your day's planned out. Hey, we've got five leads. Come in. You've got three of them. There's your appointment. So-and-so is going to be in service. He's got positive equity in his trade. You know, you need to go see him at 10 o'clock when he comes in. Give him a car to drive. We need his car on the used car lot. And you've mapped out the whole day. When I started, the the cutting-edge technology, I remember we got ASTN. And satellite TV wasn't even out in Canada, but it was in the States. And we had the satellite up on upstairs that said <laughs> ASTN. And it brought in, like, Tom Stooker and, and uh, you know, all the old trainers, Jackie Cooper and all these guys. And... If I wasn't on shift, I was either there doing my deliveries or was up learning and learning all I could and, and listening to what my manager is saying. And I remember uh, one incident where the guy, you know, where you, there's a time where you got to shut up. And, and as new salesmen, they would go on and on. And, and Talk themselves out of deals. And, yeah, and I remember I, I jumped in one time and my manager gave me a look. And after we were done, I said, oh, I didn't know, realize that you were communicating through your mind. And he said, no, listen, the first person that talks loses. And, and it's true. Jackie Cooper used to start that way, like, shut up. I remember that. Um, so listen to your, to your managers and listen to the process. And, and if they commit to a tool, by all means, you know, use it and, and, and utilize it. Well, the analogy I like to use is I want to lose 15 pounds. Yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> we all do, right? Cheers. Cheers. But I ain't going to do that just because I want to. No. All right. Like it's my consistency and my efforts that's going to get me to that to that place. Exactly. And, and, and that's it. That's yep. bottom line. Like yep. there ain't anything else. 
All right, there's no magic pill out there. There's no magic device out there that's gonna get me to lose that. Oh, I don't know, maybe there is, but no, <laughs> no, 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 there is. No. Um, but it's it's the consistency and me going to that gym two, three times a week. All right, hitting that treadmill, doing doing that elliptical machine. It's yeah. the consistency in my efforts that's gonna bring me those results. It's the same as your advertising, right? You can't do one radio spot and expect it to work. You can't do one, you know, ad. You can't do one campaign. It's consistency, and you got to embrace that it. process. You got to embrace it. So, yeah. when when your dealership signs up with a tool like digital retailing, and there's yeah. a lot of other tools too, CRM yeah. systems, yeah. lead management systems, yeah. um, appraisal systems, yeah. um, uh, use, use have them all. <laughs> good plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but no, seriously, if we don't embrace the consistency, the consistent activity of using these tools, then they're not worth anything. They're just expensive paperwork. That's right. And that's, I think, the key to, to making them work. And and listen, they all evolve. I mean, we mm-hmm. listen to dealers' feedback all the time and do surveys all the time. And if there's a, a, a way to improve it and it makes sense to multiple dealers, not just one dealer, we'll engage it. <coughs> you know, uh, I think the, the industry was kind of looking for a one process fits all with all the tools. And they kind of complained that things were siloed. Sure. And so everyone tried to get this one process that works for everyone. But there's not one dealership that's the same. No. And, and we realize dealers want different things for different reasons. And it's our job to integrate with what they want and make it match their process. And But that process has to be enforced. And uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't like the word enforced. It's, it's no, sounds, no, no, no. It's a little no, dictarian. No, but, no, but it needs to, yeah. though. Look, when yeah. I work with my personal trainer... Yeah. Do you think it's a discussion? <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Do, 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 Listen, do, you, do you think we have a discussion about no. what's going to happen? I've been no. there and you can try and humor them for a bit, but it's not <laughs> it lasting gonna for long. It ain't going to happen. He's going to make me do what I need to do so I can meet my goal and objective. So right. I actually don't have an yeah. issue with laying down the law yeah. and saying this is the direction we're heading in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is what, I mean, we got to try it. And yeah. if the results aren't there, yeah. then we can pivot, then we can move around. But everybody needs on board. We need to have consistency in those efforts. Yeah. No, totally agree. Yeah. Um, I always like to uh, ask this question of my guests is what, if you were to give, we'll work down the column. Sure. I'm going to stop at the top. If yep. you were to give dealer principals one piece of advice over yep. your years of experience, yep. all right, and I know yep. there's a lot, yep. what would be that one piece of advice? Uh, I think recognize talent. Um, there's and, and be present as much as you can. I mean, I work with a lot of large groups, and so you can't have one dealer principal that, that's present all the time, but there's someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the day, they want to know how many trades you looked at, how many people you've seen and how many cars, uh, kind of a look to book. And I think it has to be consistent because a month can get away from you. Yep. And you know your month end seems to run into the next month end. And your day can fly by without having checks and balances. So you know there's CRM tools that will say, hey, you know, at, at, at 10 or 12, let's look at what do we do with these things. Sure. And, and they're actually, you know, can record things. And, and not in a bad way, but in a, in a learning process type of way where, hey, the, you know, you did this, but why don't we try this? And I, I think if the dealer can be, expect what you expect, is that the term? I can't remember yeah. exactly, but uh, inspect what you expect. And, and I think that's, it keeps you accountable. And, yeah, of course. And, and I think it's the easiest thing for salespeople to do because there's, like you say, something shiny. Someone's coming in the door. Something's happening. You're rearranging the showroom. There's always things to do. You're making calls, but you have to keep your eye on the prize. You have a target. Stick to that process. Yep. Let that process start to really kind of mature out. You know, I, I always like to tell people that strategies are like wines are good scotches. Right? Yep. Give them time. Yep. And they'll... They'll do something pretty damn impressive, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, but you got to have your eye on the prize, yep. and you got to be prepared to pivot when necessary. Everything becomes routine. Uh, in judo, we, they, we do what's called randori, and mm-hmm. you repeat the same move over and over and over and over and over, and you think this is crazy, and yet when it comes time, it's instantaneous. And same with sales, you it's know. Like, it's like that verbatim word tracks. Yeah, word tracks. You know, you think, oh, that's so weird. You know, like, what do you care if I say it exactly like this? You know. And creates yet, the habits. Yet, once it comes off, you're, you know, like, 
um, it becomes your your vocabulary. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I, I think agree. that's a great piece of advice. It really yep. is. Um, let's move down the problem. Sure. Management. Yep. Years of experience. Yep. What would be that one piece of advice you'd, you'd like to hand uh, off I to think them? You're there to support your staff. Um, I've seen bad managers who will, you know, run people down. Um, I've been at meetings. I, I had one guy come in. He was having trouble with his wife. It was a, a young guy that just had a baby. Um, and, and he was literally crying. And, and the guy turned around and said, look, I don't give a shit. You know, uh, I don't care who you have to call to take care of yourself. Uh you know, but you need to do numbers. And I was like, you know what? This guy's been a top performer. He really has some issues going on, and then yeah. we need to support him and help him. Um, so be a coach. Coach. Really be a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think what ends up happening is, is management is that we train on the efforts. Yep. We coach, or sorry, we develop out the efforts so that they provide better performance. Yep. But then we don't take step three. And step three is coaching those individuals yep. because every individual is different. Yep. And, and we have to coach them separately and we have to spend the time to figure out where, wh- you know, what's going to assist them in getting better. That's right. So. And, and you have to appreciate their time. So you can't have them sitting at the desk waiting for a number while you're chatting or you know, you're doing an ad or you're doing something. They've got somebody live in front of them. This is your team. Yeah. Like and coach. Like yeah. come on, coach. coach this, this is your team. And help them. They're out there. Fighting for you. Yep. All right? Yep. Be the coach that they need. Yep. I see frustration all the time. Four guys will be sitting at the desk and they'll be rolling their eyes and, and, and other things are going on that aren't as important. And if you don't go in and, and teach them the right way, or maybe we could have done this, or maybe we could have done that, mm-hmm. instead of saying, what are you doing? You know, I think you, you'll have a more responsive person. I mean, it's just like coaching. I coach girls hockey. And if I yell at them, I'm telling you, I'm not getting anything out of them. No, you know? of course. Um, so especially, you know, they get 15, 16, they're, they're not appreciating that. Shut down yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, they look at you like you're from outer space. So you have to work with them and explain and coach, exactly, and, and uh, realize that, you know, they're, the other thing I, I really resented as a, as a manager, we're seeing other managers do, or as a salesperson, is bringing people in for uselessness. Mm-hmm. I don't like managers that make meetings for the sake of meetings and have no content. If you're going to have a, a Monday morning meeting, then let's talk about the trades that are coming in. Let's talk about that new make tool. Make it actionable. Yeah, let's talk about the new process and the incentives, and let's make it well. It's, it's, it's again, it's part of being a coach. That's right. All right, when, being a real coach, when you have those meetings, you have those meetings for a very specific purpose. Yeah. Right, and it is not to bash on everyone's performance. No. All right? That's right. Those meetings are designed to literally uplift the entire team's efforts yep. and make sure that as a team we're continuing to move forward. Right. You want to coach people individually on their stuff, do it individually. Don't take the whole group and just bash on them because yep. that just it, yep. that negativity feeds off into them. That negativity then feeds into the customers. It's a total total lose. Yep. I agree with you. So I think that's a great that's great. Now let's work down to the last one. Sure. Salesperson. Yep. We've all you've been there. I've yep. been there. Yep. Right. We've had good months and bad months yep. and yep. you know and, and some months that we're like, what the hell happened? Right. Yep. All right, what, what piece of advice would you like to give out to those salespeople? This is your business. You're your own brand. Mm-hmm. Build your brand. Um, look at all the tools available to you. We didn't have those, you know, really. Uh, your brand was getting referrals. Uh, I remember you know, being one of the first guys to, to take their pictures and, and keep them on file. And, uh, but now you, have, you can have your own Facebook page. You can have your own blog. You can have your own content. Um, Talk about what you're interested in, whatever you're interested in. People will engage with you. Uh, build that brand, work with your the tools that you've got, and build your career. Yep. I mean, there's two paths you can go. You can be a salesman who by in 10, 15 years, everyone that comes in with a lease return is yours. Sure. Um, or you I can remember get into management. Still yeah. know some of those guys. And, and they're still there. Yep. Never had an interest in management. Yep. Um, but Some of those guys only work two days a week now and golf the rest of the time. That's right. <laughs> But use your time. It's your time, and you have to use it properly. So learn everything you can. Do things on your off shift, like your deliveries, phone calls, follow-up. Use video. I mean, you're huge on video. 100%. It's so easy now. Like, you know, I've got the green screen right behind my desk there, and and I can put together anything as quickly as I want. How many videos do you put on it? I'd hate to even guess. It's a lot. Yeah. I would say right now we're probably sitting on... 70 some odd terabytes of, yeah. of video just yeah. just 
and some of it never even been touched yet. Like yeah. it's just, I mean, yeah. it's just, but, but that's, it's the brand, right? Yeah. And, and it's, it, and I love the fact you said, it because I pour this salespeople the same thing is that moving forward, you're going to be evaluated, not just on what you can sell, but how much brand equity you bring to the dealerships. Yeah. I remember at one point in time, a guy getting paid $10,000 signing check to leave sure. one dealership and go work for, for another, another one. Yep. Bring your right? And that was, because back then we was had to sell. We had to sell. We yeah. had to sell hard, right? Yeah. The game has changed, yeah. okay? Selling now happens before the de- before they even come into the dealership. Yeah. I mean, people come in looking for stock number A772B6. You yeah. know what I mean? They, yeah. they don't come in saying, do you have pickups? Yeah. You know, yeah. that doesn't yeah. happen anymore, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So developing out that brand, being that expert and really creating that audience, yeah. that's what's going to be, that's what's going to bring you value, not just in your paycheck now, but also in your future value to That's additional right. companies. It, and it does accumulate. Oh, 100%. Um, I mean, you don't expect to, you know, take a few pictures of deliveries and, and then give up. And, you know, every delivery should be on. I mean, I started the wholesale division uh, in 2003. Mm-hmm. Every caller that came in, I did a, a video, and it was a little, you know, we used Animoto back then. and and But it looked pretty professional. But every car had one. It was on YouTube. I optimized the, the descriptions. I put every delivery on there with pictures. And and that's your brand. So start now, and the dividends will pay off. It's all about consistency. And you don't have to sell people. Let them see who you are. You know, build your brand uh, and give. You know, like give information about the car. Tell them about the trades that are coming in. You need to provide more value. Yeah. Like your brand needs to provide more value than just the product and services yeah. that you provide. And the only way to do that is to be consistent in your efforts. Yeah. That's what it all goes down to. That yeah. part's never changed. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That's never changed. Yeah. Consistent in your efforts is still the key to success in sales. Yeah. Dwayne, thank you so much, man, yeah, for taking the time. Thank you you know, I really appreciate you coming out and jamming with yeah. me. I, I'm so Anytime. excited to get this edited and get this out there. Yeah. Um, for the people out there that would love to connect with you, what sure. is the best way to connect with you? Uh, you can go uh, on, on one of my uh, blog pages, dwayne.green.ca. Uh, um, check out our, our Cox Automotive uh, websites and look at some of the tools. Uh, check me out on LinkedIn, and uh, I would say that's the best way right now. That's awesome, man. Hey, yep. thanks. No really problem. appreciate Thank your you. time. Thank you.